Welcome to It's All Connected, a Marvel Studios podcast. It's all connected. Everything. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 98 of It's All Connected. This is Russ, and pulled out of retirement once again, Johnny M. Is it retirement if you keep coming back? I guess not. I guess that's, yeah, that's a poor phrasing. It's like, um, who retired but kept coming back? Well, I'm Michael Jordan retired and came back. Ryan Sandberg retired and came back. I, I guess uh, Brett Favre is probably the most famous example yes. of retiring and came yes, back? Yes, Brett Favre. Brett yeah. Favre. Because it's definitely diminishing returns. I was thinking Jordan, but I'm like, man, he was really good when he came back. So I don't want to have to live up to that. 98. Almost at 100. Crazy, this podcast game. It is, it is. Uh, so Matthew is, he's, it's funny enough, he's actually in Orlando. So he's he's somewhere around the, the main mothership of Marvel Central um, or Disney. Um, so he'll probably be back next time. Uh, as we approach 100, we've got to figure out a way to get Brad. I would say Brad and Ken back, but that would be a feat. That would be pretty cool if we can get all four of us, at least the four of us, back on. That would be for... Favre, Jordan, and Muhammad Ali. In I shouldn't have said Muhammad Ali. It's <laughs> it's it's too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> I apologize. That'll be Jordan, Favre, and Ryan Sandberg. Sure. And Foreman, yes. If and you, you want to keep the boxing, we sure. go George Foreman. Sure. That, that, and and that you works. are the you are the A Rod. The, the... <laughs> I just won't go away. <laughs> like you can't you, you can't get rid of me. Yes, you are the Bartolo Cologne of podcasting. <laughs> uh, unless I get on the treadmill, I'm going to look like Bartolo Cologne if uh, if I'm not careful. Ninety percent of our audience is going. Are these the sports people? What are they saying? Who are these yes. sportsmen? Yes, sports ball. Check it out. Yeah. So the other thing I just mentioned real quick. I don't. I don't want to dwell on it too much. But as you notice from the open, um, and probably from the the change in logo again, we are kind of back on our own. I guess. Uh, you know, we we never really left the HHWLOD family. You know, the feed has always been there. Uh, you know, the the episode posts on the master feed over there. Um, but we we did kind of partner up for a while with MCUExchange.com. Uh, Matthew's still doing work for them. Uh, as far as I know, he doesn't plan on leaving the podcast, so that's fantastic. He'll always uh, he'll always have a spot on the show as long as he as he would like one. Um, but those guys just uh, they, they wanted something different, I think, out of this show than what you know John and Brad and then myself kind of originally visioned for it. I mean, for the most part, for us, it was just kind of a way for us to. To get on and just talk about at that time, uh, Agents of Shield, uh, but we kind of morphed and, and expanded on it, and you know, Ken kind of came and came and went, um, and it, we never really, it, for us, it was never really meant to be a up to the minute news thing. Like we never really, uh, you know, wanted to, you know, feel like we were talking about breaking news or things like that. We just kind of, you know, while the TV show was going on, we'd record mostly weekly. Uh, and then during the off season, we'd get on maybe once a month or once every, you know, two to three weeks, depending on if there was big news. So, uh, those guys, I think want something a little more akin to their video, uh, show. So, uh, it, you know, it just decided we, uh, we just kind of went back home. Yeah. Good luck. 
And, uh, you know, version 4.0 now for us or whatever, 3.7, you know, whatever. I mean, to me, listen, uh, up to the minute podcasting, I mean, if you want to, like, do, like, a cell phone quality thing and, and, and jack it out to a feed real quick, I mean, you can do it. But, again, that's not what we ever, you know, meant this to be. And, and we're, you know, we like to edit and do a thing and, you know, have long thoughts and, and talk like friends. So sometimes yeah. it can't happen every day or every time news breaks, which I tell you, in, in, the, in the eight years that we've been doing this, news has also taken on a new meaning, right? Like now oh, there's always something breaking now. I mean – we used to have to struggle. Oh, can we really do a show this week? Maybe in another week there'll be more to talk about. Now it's like if you're watching Twitter or Reddit or whatever, you can do a show three times a day. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I mean, we've had a pretty good break here. I mean, a lot of it, while there has been stuff coming out, I mean, you, you know, John, you and I have been talking, Matthew, I've been talking as well. There, there really hasn't been that much. I mean, to me, I don't think it's worthwhile to get on and record because. Some third-tier actor or actress has been cast in some B-roll in one of these movies that maybe gets 30 seconds of screen time or something like that. Like that, to me, uh, you know, there's been a lot of that coming out or just little little tidbits. Uh, but to me, if we, you know, if we're going to get together and record and try and fill, you know, an hour, hour and a half, I, you know, I like there to be some meat there. So there just there really just hasn't been. Uh, and and as Comic Con was an example, we found out why. Yeah. Yeah, this was a good Comic-Con, and I know that's kind of the meat of the show, which you're probably about to introduce, but uh, I'll step on you as always. Um, you know, a few Comic-Cons, and I don't have the memory that you do, but there was a period there where it was like, okay, Marvel really doesn't have anything for New York, and maybe DC didn't have much for San Diego, like, last time. They're, they kind of, like, have staggered, you know, just because of when the releases are coming out. You know, or like there was a point where like the last movie had come out and nothing was coming out for like two years. So they didn't have much for the next big con. Um, But this San Diego was like unbelievable. Both DC and Marvel just unloaded. Yeah, it's it's almost like they've just been saving it up. I mean, Marvel didn't really have a presence last year at all. And, you know, that makes sense because there really wasn't much, uh, you know, going on or much for them to show at that point. Everything had, had released by that point. I mean... And was it New uh, York last year that Marvel only had TV there? Something. Yes. Yes. Last October, it was just the TV panel. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, they could have held the TV for New York, which they obviously didn't. So I don't know what they're going to no. do in October. Maybe by that time, they'll have that Guardians of the Galaxy footage and things like yeah, that. Yeah, it could, could be. I mean, you know, it'll be a month away from Doctor Strange. It'll be you know, five months away from, I think Spider-Man may be the big thing at, at, uh, at New York, honestly, because it's, uh, you know, they're filming it now. So they really don't have much. I think that and Thor, like Thor should be done. will be done filming by, uh, by by New York. So if they have a presence, it's, I think that's, that's what'll they'll end up showing. So, but yeah, there was just a, a ton of news. I mean, we've got, I've, I think I've got like 10 or 11 bullet points uh, to go over and, and each one of them are pretty meaty. There's, there's not really much that's, uh, that was kind of lightweight. I mean, that panel, uh, it just seemed like they just kept rolling everybody out uh, when they started. Um, the, so the first thing I have uh, on my list is 
the Doctor Strange trailer. So they had the cast come out for Doctor Strange, uh, and they showed a full trailer, which was awesome because they put it on the web at the same time. So this wasn't a case of, and it wasn't for all of their stuff, but at least for the Doctor Strange trailer, when they premiered it at the at the panel, they they put it on the internet as well, and uh, it it really, I mean, we talked about it before. But but it really has this Inception feel to it. I mean, the more I look at it, the more it just feels like uh, Inception. Uh, yeah, it's, and- it's a really good direction to go. You know, I wasn't sure when it was announced, I guess, that Doctor Strange was in play for a movie. You know, I didn't know how they were going to go about it. And, uh, and this is a really cool angle. Yeah, the whole concept of like parallel i guess they're they're talking about parallel worlds parallel universes i mean we see a lot of like uh, you know where you're running in one direction and you know as you turn the corner you're you know in another plane of existence so it's it's kind of a really unique visual look to it uh, and you know we got some more you know we got a little bit more of wong we got a little bit more of uh, mordo and uh, and the ancient one so we kind of get a, getting a little more feel for the the characters that was a cool bit i know everybody kind of lost it when he does the flip around with the cloak like he puts the he puts the cape on just by kind of flipping it around yeah the the front that was pretty cool and wong uh forgive me wong is uh from the marco polo yes it's uh yes benedict wong who plays kubla khan yes uh and he also played the like the nasa director in the martian Oh yes, yeah, very good, yeah, um, and yeah. So the one of the things they talked about with with Wong is he's not going to be thankfully in the typical uh, manservant role that he kind of plays in the or has played for a long time in the comics. Uh, it's it's in you could see kind of in the trailer he almost seems on like a peer to uh, you know Mordo and to to Strange and and what's going on or that he'll be you know there as more like a like a mentor guide equal than uh you know than than the guy that you know fetches them tea and you know tells people they can't come in yeah that's a i think that's a good move especially with the the backlash that they caught for the master not being asian you know to then have the major asian role be the manservant that that wouldn't have been uh no not a good plan no no so i'm I'm looking forward to it i mean it's interesting because you you still don't really know what's going on. I mean, you kind of get the, obviously you get the gist of it where, um, you, you know, strange is involved in the accident. He goes off to, to be healed. And I, I thought that was a cool bit in the trailer when he's like, you know, how do you learn all this? And she's like, well, how did you learn to be a doctor? And he's like, you know, stu- study and practice. And it's like, yeah, basically the same thing here. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I guess the only thing, I guess the, 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 the the new movie poster came out and they uh, Benjamin Bratt looks to be in it. I didn't see him in the trailer. It didn't look like he appeared in the trailer. So I'm not sure what role he's going to play in the movie, but, um, but he's involved somehow. Yeah. And to go back I've... to the trailers, uh, I really did enjoy this year. It was cool how the trailers started rolling out in HD, you know, after they showed them at the con. I mean, we've been saying that's the way to go for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still not a, uh, yeah, when we get to Guardians, I'll talk a little bit about what James Gunn said, but I'm I'm still not a fan of understanding why uh, you're you're going to show footage if it's not ready to a room full of six thousand people that waited a day and a half to get into the room. 
they are going to be the pickiest, most uh, hardcore people out on the planet. You know, if anybody's going to pick at it, it's going to be them. And so I don't understand. Like if if it's not ready, don't show it. That's that's my thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna show it, then just show it. And I think there's you know, I think there's definitely it. that view. I I agree with that view. I think it could also be viewed as those starving mofos will love anything you show them because uh, they've been waiting online all day. Yeah. And I think of the hype, you know, like remember that uh that New York Comic Con we had gone to, I don't remember what year. We we left the place saying that like the new Total Recall was awesome, the new Ghost Rider was awesome. That's and, true, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, because you're so hyped and excited that, you know, yeah. the, and the presentation and everything. Maybe maybe, you know, maybe that's the way to look at it. I don't know. And it, yeah. and it's always an out also like if they don't like it, well, it's not finished. Right. Right. That's true. Um so yeah, so that was Doctor Strange. Uh you know, looks good. I'm I'm curious to see it, it, I I pretty much have the same thing to say about Doctor Strange now as I did back then. I'm I'm curious to see how the general public takes to it because it's it's kind of a it's kind of a hard sell in my in my opinion because you watch the trailer and you still quite don't quite know like you watch an Iron Man trailer, or Captain America trailer and it's like, "Oh yeah, I get it. You know, that guy's the good guy, that guy's the bad guy. He's just going to beat the hell out of him." Yeah, I'm hoping that it's more about the dimensional travel than, you know, the evil sorcerer that he needs to beat. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it does. I mean, it's it's got the Marvel thing, so it you know that that's definitely going to add eyeballs to the box office. So uh, the next thing I have on my list is Thor Ragnarok, which a lot of people are kind of poking fun at the new logo, which uh, looks like it was done on an Amiga in the in the early nineties or the late eighties. <laughs> um, because you went from, you know, the original Thor Ragnarok logo, which is this very, like, I don't know, hardcore, carved out of stone and steel, uh, you know, really uh, hard, you know, you know, rough font. Uh, and then they turned it into, you know, the Thor is kind of the typical Thor. And then the Ragnarok is this, uh, you know, almost like uh, chrome, you know, gradient look to it. Just it, it's just it's just kind of funny. I, I'm not sure quite why they. Why they went that way with it, but uh, it was funny. The, the first time I saw it, I was in the dead middle of my binge watch of uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, me too. And it totally <laughs> fit. Like you know, all of a sudden it was nineteen, you know, eighty again or, or whatever. Yeah. And somebody said it looks a lot like uh, a He Man logo. I don't know if it was the Masters of the Universe movie logo or. He man like the the animated logo, and they thought maybe it was like a nod to that. I didn't really do much research after I had heard that, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear that or get that out of it, but but that's kind of cool. I guess they did some a bit there where it was like they were showing what Hulk and Thor were doing while Civil War was going on, and it was kind of like a comedy bit. I guess that the audience really kind of took to. Yeah, uh, but. Obviously, that footage hasn't been released. Yeah, I keep hearing um, that that's just what everybody wants on the Blu-ray, that that be released, yeah, you know, yeah. for real. And I'm yeah. sure it will. So that, sure, yeah. Uh, but the the cool thing is it, it looks like we're, if if not, 
uh, a direct adaptation or a, you know a large component of it. But it looks like we're getting Planet Hulk in in Thor Ragnarok. So they had the armor, the Thor gladiator armor at Comic Con. So they had the replica of the helmet and the you know the big hammer and the shoulder armor and all that stuff there. Uh, and they they pretty much confirmed that 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 was going to be Hulk's. So that's crazy uh, to me. Yeah. To me. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, uh, you know, I was thinking like if if it was an after the fact sort of thing, like maybe if Thor had to retrieve Hulk or they needed Hulk and that's the state he was in, then you could always go back and do the Hulk movie as sort of like a prequel to the Thor movie. Sure. You know, because it seems for us to be happy with them doing Planet Hulk, it would take a lot more than to be part of the Thor movie. That's my opinion anyway, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I just think it's cool that, you know, that was kind of a rumor from get-go that, you know, that's where Hulk went, you know, and that he was going to show up in Planet Hulk next. And they, you know, they kept saying, no, that's not going to, that's that's not the case. And here we are, you know, and he's going to be a part of Thor Ragnarok. And then it's confirmed that they're doing some take on planet hulk in that movie which i think is is cool that 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 one has me pretty intrigued i think that'll be uh, i think if that one does well i could easily see them for for the next phase doing more of like the buddy movies you know where it's not just a captain america movie or a thor movie or a iron man movie but these team-ups you know where you could take two heroes and and stick them in a movie and and do it without a because I mean, you know, two things are happening. These guys are getting bigger and bigger. Their their paychecks are wanting to get bigger and bigger. So you, you know, the, the the concept of having them all in one in one movie. I mean, I know they're doing it for Infinity War, but once you get past that, the 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 thought of having you know four or five of these guys in the same movie when they're all going to command high six figure salaries is going to get really tough. Right. What if so. what if Ragnarok the event? is brought on by the Hulk in full-on, like, berserker mode, you know. That'd be with awesome. With alien friends along with him. Yeah, that'd be that'd be sweet. That'd be different. I can, I can get, yeah, yeah. Uh, they did confirm Surtur that he was going to be, that, that that character was going to be represented in the movie. And so in the comics, Surtur was the one that brings about Ragnarok. Oh, well. So... But that doesn't mean, no, absolutely. And it doesn't mean it can't happen. I mean, maybe Hulk is the one that brings about Surtur. (laughs) I mean, or, you know, maybe he ends up being co-opted by Surtur to, to kind of carry out what's going on. So I'm excited. I think it's, uh, it's going to be good. I mean, they, they just started filming a few days ago down in Australia. Uh, so there's, you know, don't, don't really know much about that. I don't expect to get a trailer on that one for, for quite some time yet. So we'll see. Uh, Black Panther got a new logo, although to me it just looks like they reversed out the yellow and just made it all black. Like I didn't see much change with the logo, but you know, people were like, Hey, Black Panther's got a new logo. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Sure. Um, the biggest thing for that was, and this, this kind of hit me from, from, or came from nowhere is Denai Gurira has been cast. So she's going to play Okoye, which is one of the Dorha Malahe. The like the guard the, the uh, Black Panther in the comics is guarded by these warrior women, right? And so Denai Guerrero is going to play one of 
one of those women. And we thought and, uh, we that, saw one in, in Civil War, I, I think, right? Yeah. By his yeah, car or that was when the, they walked out to the car or something like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so that was con- kind of conventional wisdom uh, with that. So that that was kind of a surprise. I think that kind of took everybody by surprise because I, I think they thought most of the casting announcements for Black Panther were pretty much in the can at that point. So that one came out of, like, nowhere. Um, and then I guess the other bit of news is Michael B. Jordan's character is going to be a villain. They confirmed it as a villain, and he's going to play the character of Killmonger. Um, and I can't, I can't really confess to being a hardcore Black Panther fan. You know, I mean, I, I like the character when he shows up. Um, I really liked when he came into um, Hickman's run. You, you know, he kind of he kind of was a main player in in the early stuff with Hickman's run. Um, I have the Priest, the Christopher Priest run in at least the trades that have come out yet, but I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten around to reading them yet. So, um, I look forward to doing that. I mean, I've definitely got some time before his solo movie comes out, but, uh, I don't, I don't profess to be a, uh, a black Panther, uh, expert by any stretch. And I, I've never read really any of it, but I guess anybody out there that's looking to read up on some black Panther, you know, in, in, uh, before the movie gets going and everything, it would be that Christopher Priest run is sort of like the universally loved standard yeah. for, for Black Panther, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the, the, the current run by Tahanisi Coates, uh, that's out there is really good. It's, it's a, you know, again, it's more, I guess, political intrigue kind of. It's, it's not as much of a battle book or a combat book as, as some of the ones out there. So if you're looking for something maybe a little more cerebral, maybe, you know, it's, it's very well written. I mean, uh, Coates is a, you know, as an actual, you know, as they say, book author, not a, not, you know, he's not a comic author, not to say that comic authors aren't real authors, but you know, this, this guy has the writing chops. Um, and it's, it's been pretty, it's been pretty good so far. I think there's three issues that are out. Uh, and I think the fourth one's getting ready to come out, but that, that one's good too. But yeah, the priest run is, is what's kind of, is what's held up for, for, you know, Black Panther. But like I said, again, um, the new Avengers run from Hickman is very good as well. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, again, another, they say, new logo, although it was just kind of, uh, kind of rehashed a little bit, uh, from there. But a lot of confirmations with, with Guardians, uh, Sylvester Stallone is definitely in. I guess the footage they showed, they showed his face, but not his body. So I think they're still trying to kind of shroud in mystery the character he's actually playing. Right. Which I wonder if if he's going to be basically in his Judge Dredd costume as just like a wink and a nod kind of thing. But That's pretty awesome. I didn't know, uh, you know, I've been out of the loop a bit for the last, you know, almost a year probably, and I didn't know Sylvester Stallone, like I had never heard that announcement that he was going to go oh, wow, to yeah. be in it or anything, so that's cool. Yeah, he was, when they were filming in Atlanta, he was spotted, like, coming out of the same hotel or something like that, and he was there while they were filming, and so there was, there was like, yeah, a lot of rumor, I mean, we, we talked about it at the time on the show, um, so now they confirmed it, so that's interesting, and that... Uh, the biggest thing with with uh, Kurt Russell is, I mean, no surprise, he's in the movie. Uh, he was definitely announced. Uh, is he's playing Ego? Th- they just said Ego, but the character in the comics is Ego, the Living Planet, which is one of these uh, celestial beings, kind of like the In Betweener and um, you know Death and some of these uh, you know the, the Collector. There, there's a lot of these characters in Marvel Cosmic that are uh, you know kind of. Uh, in that in that realm and so 
Uh, Kurt Russell's playing Ego. Now, in the comics, he's literally like a living planet. He's a planet that has a head. That that The planet is a head. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So it kind of fits in, I guess, with you know, the fact that they keep saying that his father is some, some kind of being, he's not, you know, whatever, but he, I guess he shows up at least for the most of it as a, you know, as a humanoid character. I mean, they showed off, they had an actual replica of the costume that he wears in the movie at Comic-Con, which is kind of like a, you know, just kind of what you would expect from like a space fantasy type of uh, roguish, uh, you know, character, what he would wear, you know, leathers and, you know, and things like that. So, so that'll be interesting to see how that ends up playing itself out. Uh, Yondu gets his fin. You know, that was a whole big thing, like with uh, with the first Guardians. You know, the, the original character of Yondu in the comics uh, is a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy from the year 3000. That Yondu had, like, the, a fin on his head, like a big red fin. Right. Uh, so he's got that back. Uh, I guess we're getting baby Groot. I guess uh, we're not getting full-grown Groot, but we're getting what they keep calling baby Groot, and apparently... The footage they showed off, again, that wasn't released to the web, but the footage they showed off was uh, people were pretty uh, bananas over the fact that uh, they got Baby Groot. Yeah, Baby Groot is a serious link to the young audience, and uh, they're going to print their own money making Baby Groot everything. Oh, yeah, you can you can bet they're not going to get flat, caught flat-footed like they did last time. So, uh, so yeah, that ought to be, that ought to be interesting uh, to see what happens. Um, and then I guess the character of Mantis is going to be tied to Star-Lord's father, the Kurt Russell character, that she's not going to at least start off, you know, being a part of the Guardians. And apparently she's not, like her comic, going to get green skin. I guess they feel like, you know, they've already got two main characters that have green skin. Adding a third one would just, you know, um, maybe, I don't know, it'd be a bit much. But I guess she does still have the antenna, but she, but she does not have green skin. So we'll see how she... Uh, she f- f- fits into the mix. And uh, Karen Gillan didn't shave her head this time. So I'm curious if they let her have hair or they just use. I, I think I heard they use like a skull cap uh, for her that she still has the bald look, which I was never a fan of the bald look. In the comics, when she first showed up, she kind of has, a f- you know, full black hair, like with bangs. Um, and I thought that was a cool look. So they kind of went a little out there with her in the movie, I thought. But. Yeah, I'd have to see the hair look. I mean, I think the character looked pretty badass in the movie. I guess I'd have to see, like, a live-action look with the hair. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure what the what the deal is with that. Um, they revealed a new logo, I guess the new Marvel Studios logo, uh, and then the new fanfare, which... Uh, you you actually sent me a link to the new fanfare, and I w- it I kind of like the old one. I think better. I think it was. I think I like the little more simpler, where it just kind of had the the drawn images, and now they're actually using like movie footage in the in the spin. Now, you let know, me let me ask you this: Do you think it's to set them apart from the Fox Marvel uh, movies? You know, like in other words, the new Deadpool can't have the the Avengers footage in the fanfare, right? You know what I mean, like it right. kind of sets them apart from their characters that are elsewhere right now. Yeah, I mean, they kind—I guess they've kind of been doing that. You know, the I think the first one to have the flip, the Marvel flip, was I think it was it Spider Man Two that had the the Marvel flip, um, and it's kind of evolved, and so. 
for a while now, the Marvel Studios movies have had a slightly different fanfare open than the non-Marvel Studios Marvel movies. Like the, the, the you know, like X Men and stuff have the you know the old school flip, and it doesn't say it just says Marvel. It doesn't say Marvel Studios. Um, so there's that. I also saw when they show the the way that that three dimensional image turns that the color schemes they use on each of them and their six letters correspond to the six colors of the infinity gems. So I don't know if that's where they're going with that as well. Very nice. Maybe it was all, it's all planned. It's all connected. Uh, It it is all connected. Yes. Um, But I, but we'll see. We'll see. I like the, uh, I like the older, the older style personally. I, I like it when they use, don't just use video images that they use, you know, something a little more uh, like drawn from the comics, I guess is what I'm getting at. Uh, and the studios, instead of being on underneath, it was off to the side. Uh, and I guess everybody that was at the panel actually got a new cap. Like they had caps out there for everybody that attended the panel for the new Marvel Studios logo. Well, la di da. Yeah, yeah. Wait online for 14 hours, see a couple of trailers, and get a hat. Get a hat. Yep, yep. And there was, I guess there was a hubbub with that because uh, they didn't tell people. So after the panel between, you know, between panels, people were getting up and going to the bathroom. And then when they came back, I guess they only had a certain number of caps. So people gave up their seat in the front when they went to the bathroom. And then when they tried to get back, it was like a whole <laughs> – then, like, they didn't know where the caps were. Like, this, they couldn't find the box or something. And, it, like, it was a whole – like, it was almost like pandemonium at the panel for these stupid caps. So it's, it's hilarious. People stampede each other for, you know, a $12, you know, ball cap. Yeah, but $18 on eBay. True that. Um, so the net, the, I, I kind of pushed this to, oh, one of the things Kevin Feige said was they do still plan on doing it humans. It's just further down the line, which is pretty much what he, what he's been saying for a while now. Uh, and then when we get into the agents of shield stuff, I think we'll have a little bit more to, to say about that because there's been some stuff come up recently, uh, as well. Uh, the biggest thing, I guess they, they finished off the panel they were all getting on stage for their selfie. Chris Hardwick was there, of course, to moderate. Uh, they were getting ready to take the picture. And it was like a, a Kevin Feige had his uh, Steve Jobs one more thing moment. And uh, they brought out and announced Brie Larson is indeed going to play Captain Marvel, which uh, I guess is kind of like the biggest surprise that everyone knew. But uh, it was kind of interesting that uh, that they they actually let the cat out of the bag on that one. Yeah, and I think... Um... You know, I'm happy with it. I think she's a good fit, definitely. Looks the part. Yeah. Has the, yeah. you know, the ap- the acting chops. I mean, they're they're getting like high-quality actors and actresses for everything now. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um you know, I was holding out for uh <laughs> Natalie Dormer <laughs> or Emily sure. Blunt, which is, you know, yep. surprise to anybody that's heard uh earlier episodes of this podcast, but uh I'm happy with Brie Larson. I, I don't. I don't even know. I'm embarrassed, but you know what have I seen her in recently? Not much, really. She, she. I mean, she doesn't have a very wide body of work. She did that movie. Was it The Room? I think that she won the Academy Award for. I think she. I think she won the award for that, didn't she? Oh, she is also in the Kong, uh, the King Kong movie. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's like a Marvel reunion in that thing. Uh, Tom Hiddleston and. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and her and yeah, she's kind of a you know up and comer. I would say yeah, she's I only twenty six, and I see a ton of TV 
credits. It's funny. Maybe when I heard the name Brie Larson, I was thinking of somebody else. I don't know that I've seen her in any of these things. Yeah, Room. Trainwreck was a pretty big hit. Yeah. I don't know how major a role she had in that. She's been on Community a few times. and She did win the Oscar for Room. Another Oscar award winner joins the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I'm totally fine with it. I can't. I can't. You know, there's nothing about that pick that makes me want to scratch my head. Uh, I think she's definitely got the look. So be curious. The the interesting thing they said is she's not going to appear in Infinity War Part One. That she's going to appear in her own movie first. So, hmm. uh, which comes between the two. Like you know, it's it's a it's a. Infinity War Part 1, then Captain Marvel, and then Infinity War Part 2. So uh, my guess is she's probably introduced in the in the tag at the end. Like, that's one of the, the end credit scenes, if I have to guess right now. It's probably a safe bet. Yeah. You probably just said it. When When is that? When is her movie coming out? It's I think it's uh, July of 2018, if I'm not mistaken. You know they keep switching. They keep switching these dates around, and I get them. I get them in 2019. I'm sorry. I get them. Wow. I get them in my head, and then and then I forget. March of 2019. That's right. Yeah. So right before, because Infinity War Part Two will be May of 2019. So uh, just a couple months before that. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. So it's funny. You know, a few people on the internets were like. Uh, Oh, she's kind of young to be a, uh, you know, because Carol Danvers is what a colonel, colonel, a colonel. Oh, she's kind of young to be a colonel. Well, she's twenty six. She's gonna be thirty when the movie comes out, so <laughs> it's really not yeah. that young. No, because I mean, you know, twenty two, you graduate college, you go into the service, you're on, you're already an officer. Yeah. So going from lieutenant to colonel in the rank in the span of six or seven years is not. I wouldn't think unheard of. I guess my point was so. that, uh, you know, you, we have these announcements two plus years before the release yes. of the movie. So it's like, yeah, yeah, we're almost three years. Away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're like a year and a half away from even filming it, uh, at this point. So yeah, it's kind of funny how, uh, how we, we think about these things. Um, the last bit of movie news I have is uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. So they they had the cast there. Uh, there was some concept work shown of the Vulture, which his costume looks pretty interesting. They're going with the high-tech angle with uh, him and, of course, being played by Michael Keaton. Um, it kind of has a weird, like, instead of it being like Falcon, where it's just a bunch of wings, there's like uh, almost like a propeller. I, I hate to say propeller because that's not the, the, the like, turbines uh, powering the wing portion. Almost, almost kind of like the... Uh, you know what powers the helicarrier in the Avengers? Right, you know that right, kind of that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that powers that. So they're really going up that angle. They're really emphasizing the high school thing. I, I read something today that they think uh, they're going to treat it like Harry Potter, where he's basically just going to stay in high school for you know how many ever movies they make, instead of trying to push him into being a, yeah. an adult. You know, right after, which I think is totally yeah. fine. Worked um, in Buffy too. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I found odd was they announced like the supporting cast. So there's like the Flash Thompson and the uh, some of the other you know the other characters uh, that are there as well. And the kid that they 
cast for Flash Thompson. Like, to me, Flash Thompson is always like a bully. So, uh, the actor they cast, I'll have to, I'll have to get his name, I, I didn't see it. Um, I think he's an Indian actor, which, I mean, it, it doesn't, I, I mean, his nationality do, doesn't really matter to me. Um, but if you're going to be Flash Thompson, you got to be like a big bully kind of guy. Um, you know, and the and the kid they cast looked like he was smaller than uh, than Tom Holland, and so I was kind of like I didn't quite get where they were going with with uh, with that. You know, the uh, I may totally be reading too much into this and and whatever, but you know, I, I have a couple of girls, one's entering high school and and one's in middle school, and I think I saw a little of this in the new in the Amazing Spider Man movies as well like i think high school and kids that age in general are are changing and i don't know if the like jock bully in the hallway really makes sense to a new audience anymore yeah i did as as much you know like i think kids are taught about this stuff earlier and there's less of like those are the burnouts those are the jocks those are the geeks like, I think everybody's more uh, the same. That's not what I'm looking to say. but Normalized? Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, maybe the idea of, like, you know, the guy wearing his varsity jacket in the hallway and throwing people in lockers. Like, maybe that just doesn't play anymore. Or that that's what they're thinking. That's a good point. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, that, you, make a, you make a really good point that, um, you know, the... the, the yesterday's you know concept of a bully and today's concept of a bully me right you know it just it's the 21st century it, it could totally be a skinny little guy that's posting mean things on snapchat about somebody that's a bully now you know right right not that the other ones don't exist but i don't think they're as like you know prevalent it's a new world my friend it's a new world yeah that's interesting i'll i i uh Made me, made me see that in a different light. See that? Um, yeah. Thank you, and good night. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there wasn't a whole lot else coming out about Spider-Man. I don't think I don't think they showed any footage. They just started. Well, I guess they didn't just start filming. They've they've kind of they're you know in the middle of filming that as well. So, so that's cool. So that's a lot of movie news. A lot of movie yeah, news. Yeah, boatload. Um, yeah. And it's amazing, again, you know, back to the huge San Diego Comic-Con event, you know, that we were talking about. Now, just as big as this Marvel Studios panel, you know, if the, if the I guess the Netflix is part of the TV group. Yep. You know, they could have their own thing. But what I was getting at is the TV presentation is just as big as the movie one now. And they could yeah. even break it into three. Yeah, absolutely. No, they totally could. If yeah. you you know, if you threw animation in with television and left Netflix on its own. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny they one th- the couple things that didn't uh come up th- for San Diego is no mention or talk of the damage control show because that was like one of the ones they were talking about is a show based on damage control. And then nothing on this cloak and dagger TV show that they're doing for that uh uh the what used to be the ABC Family Network. Uh, nothing at all on that, which I would have thought, uh, you know, if, if you'd give me a list of all the stuff we just talked about, I would have assumed that they would have talked more about that stuff, but but not a peep out of that. Did something come out that's similar to the damage control 
Yes. Okay. And what is it like? Powerless? Maybe I'm thinking it's called. Yeah. Uh, it's a. It's based on a. It's going to be a DC show on NBC, um, and it's like a, a half hour comedy with, uh, I guess Vanessa Hudgens and um, uh, Alan Tudyk, the guy that was on Firefly. Um, and it's it's essentially they're an insurance company that that uh in new york with uh, with uh, or in some fictional dc city or whatever so i think maybe marvel's hedging their bet and if this show crashes and burns i i could easily see them just not even bothering with uh with damage control yeah it's gonna be a hard sell i think they're kind of positioning the dc show like the office except with superheroes is kind of what it what it looks like so we'll see how that how that plays out um, so, so John, did you pinch yourself? Did you finally have this feeling of, yes, it's real. And I can't believe it's actually real when you saw the, the trailer for Iron Fist. Yes. That was exactly how it went down. <laughs> uh, it's been a long, uh, it's been a long time coming. Remember, we couldn't even get a cast for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was like trailer Palooza for the Netflix stuff. That's what really surprised me. Um, you know, we get, we get the Iron Fist trailer, which is actual footage, uh, you know, whether or not it actually ends up in the show or that wasn't done for promo, hard to say, but it looks like based on at least the beginning, uh, it looks like they're involved in a plane crash that they weren't, you know, in the comics, they were literally out climbing the mountain looking for, Kunlun, yeah. uh, Kunlun. And so it looks like this one, they were at least at some point they're in a, they're in an airplane, um, and then he's found by two Asian-looking gentlemen that obviously take take uh, him to Kunlun with his iPod. I, I thought that was kind of cool because you know they made such a big deal in Guardians of him having the tape the tape player and the you know the whole uh, soundtrack being such an integral part of and I think a big reason why that movie was such a success. I'm, I'm curious to see with with Iron Fist if they're going to play up the whole iPod aspect. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, interesting. There's a lot of ways that Iron Fist season one can go. I mean, you could, the whole first season could be him, like, growing up in Kunlun. Yeah. Uh, I expect, or I suspect, I should say, that he's going to be in modern day and fleshing back to his origins. That's my guess, yeah. Um, You know, and I wonder how many of the villains will be like, you know, there's Kunlun based villains and there's regular superhero villains that he could be involved with in current day. You know, there's a lot of ways they can go as long as in season two or three, they have the tournament and fat Cobra shows up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish, you know, I'm totally past. I know the movies and the Netflix and the, Network TV stuff are not going to cross paths. I know they're not. But <laughs> I would still love for some nod in Doctor Strange to Kunlun. Like yes. that being one of the dimensions or, or glimpse at something. Yes. That'd be that'd yes. be really cool. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, but yeah, it was cool. You know, So we got to see the trailer as short as it was. We got the logo where the actual... Uh, dragon is part of the O in the Iron Fist, which I thought was kind of a cool, cool-looking logo that they gave it. Didn't give a date. I'm guessing that Iron Fist gets the Daredevil spot, the March-April, uh, you know, the February-March 
time frame, if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, and, then and then Defenders is like... Defenders has to be 2017, right? Yes, it's it's definitely after Iron Fist, for sure. So then Daredevil Season 3 is 2018. 2018. Yeah. And is Punisher confirmed as its own season? Not really, right? It, it is. is. Okay. It, it is. Yeah, they did confirm it, but they... But I think Jessica Jones is going to get her own show first. Right, her season two. Um, her season two. So we may not see Punisher until 2018. No, 2019. Right, if they don't do three a year. If they don't do three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would so think... We... I know nothing about any of this, obviously. I But I would think that like a Punisher season would be easier to roll out than like an Iron Fist or a Defenders where you're looking at more CGI, more effects, more super-powered stuff. Yeah, I would think. I, you know, I also... Uh, I guess I'll, I'll, save, I'll save this for a little bit, but there, there was some stuff Ted Sarandos from uh, Netflix came out and, and talked a little bit about the schedule and stuff like that. Um, so I'll talk about that in a second, but... Uh, we get, we got a season three tease, I guess I would call it for Daredevil, which that kind of came out of nowhere. And that was really cool. It was like the, the three stops on the subway and then the, the lights flicker and there's blood on the, on the number three for the, you know, the, the, and, and right beside the blood, it's actually written in blood as the DD logo. So that was really cool. Uh, the defenders thing was, was pretty neat. I mean, obviously it was like a quote defenders trailer, but really all it was was using the other logos from the other shows to make up the word Defenders. And then it was kind of like a remix version of, of the Come As You Are by uh, Nirvana. By uh, Nirvana. Thank you. Something has to happen in the end of Luke Cage to tie us into Defenders, right? Like, <laughs> is I would think. Because I'm, like, I'm Fist, totally, and you may know you're in the loop more than me. I, there's no clue of like who the defenders are going to fight or what it's going, how they're going to come together. Like none of that has been talked about at all, right? I mean, no, 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 no. The only thing I can think of is, you know, at the end of the trailer, Stick says, you know, you don't even know who you, I forget what it is. He says you don't even know who yourselves are. Or you you can't even help yourselves or something like that. So the fact that Stick and, and who knows if. I'm assuming since they actually put his voiceover stuff in there that he's actually going to play a role uh, in in the Defenders. So I wonder if it's going to go back to if it's going to tie up the loose threads of the hand and Electra and some of that stuff that we saw at the end of Daredevil season two. Um, but I can't believe that they don't bring the Kingpin in some way to the Defenders. Um, it would be awesome if. You know, if Kingpin was tied to the hand and his, you know, his right hand man and woman were like Bullseye and Lady Bullseye, like something just to, and then that can continue into Daredevil. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It just depends on whether they want to save Kingpin for Daredevil season three, like his return is, you know, that's, that's the big thing for season three or whether, you know, they're going to try and bring him into Defenders. But yeah, it's a, it's a big mystery at this point, um, which brings us to the last trailer, uh, which is we get like a f- the f- our first real full trailer for Luke Cage, which 
uh, at this point is going to be premiering in almost exactly two months. So I think September 30th is when it premieres on Netflix. Uh, and it has me pretty pumped. I like that, that trailer. Um, it, uh, they're definitely going with the whole bulletproof thing for yeah. sure. Uh, but, but I like that, uh, the slowly so amping up, you know, like Daredevil started out on Netflix and it was like very grounded and he doesn't, he, yeah, he has superpowers, but he's not, doesn't have super strength. He gets the crap beat out of him regularly. You know, Jessica Jones a little more, a little stronger, jumps a little higher, you know, like pretty good superpowers. Now Luke Cage cranking it up a little more, you know, Iron Fist should have mystical, like crazy martial arts based powers. So they're kind of rising out of that, so much of it being grounded, except, of course, Punisher, who just shoots people. Sure. Which is yeah. great. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I think, I think what we decided for Luke Cage is instead of binging and doing them in buckets, I think we're going to try and cover them week to week. So... Obviously, I'll, I'll have watched them by that point, but I think on the show, I think we're going to try and take a slower approach instead of just kind of like splitting the season up in thirds and kind of like glossing over. I think we're going to try and actually just take a slower approach with uh, with Nick with Luke Cage and uh, and kind of kind of devote more time to each each episode. So we'll see. Um, but again, like I mentioned earlier on the Netflix stuff, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk of like, well. You know, it doesn't look like we're going to get def- uh, Daredevil season three and Jessica Jones season two of 2018. Um, Ted Sarandos was was talking and said that they would like to see the production of these Netflix shows sped up. I, I think they really would like to see three a year. I think they like what they're getting out of out of the shows. I think Netflix has the cash uh, behind them to uh, to keep them going. Uh, I, I think the main thing is just the overlap. You know, how expensive is it to shoot? you know, two shows at the same time, because if you, if you shoot them kind of back to back, I imagine a lot of the crew, a lot of your overhead, a lot of your, your things like that, just, you know, you're just have the same people on the payroll. I think if you start getting to where you're shooting two or three shows at a time uh, to get them all done, because I think they're saying that, that each show takes about five to six months to produce uh, for, for the season. So you're talking, you know, you, there's no way you'd be able to do more than two a year unless you doubled up. Uh, so I wonder if if maybe we'll see, if not maybe Iron Fist, maybe not this season, or maybe Jessica Jones, or maybe Punisher, maybe they move to another location, like maybe they move to Toronto, maybe they move to Atlanta, maybe they move somewhere out of New York to where if they do have to double up and and, and have two productions running at the same time, that they find a way to kind of trim off the budget a little bit, um, or or at least if... Maybe, you know, shoot the stuff they have to shoot in New York and then the rest of it gets gets shot someplace else uh, and then just kind of flip the casts back and forth so they can, you know, kind of keep the machine rolling. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Netflix is trying to, you know, they're they're in the middle of like raising rates and ticking people off and it makes sense for them to want to have more of their, you know, original content that especially the Marvel stuff. I mean, it. Again, nothing's ever even gotten like a so-so rating. Everything's like top right. notch. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I've said it before, not that I want, you know, them to raise the price, but I firmly believe that Netflix is a bargain at twice the price. I mean, I I 
you know, it's it's the service and the thing of all the TV I watch. It's the one that I spend the most time with. Like, I mean, there there's no other TV service, cable, otherwise that I spend more hours watching than than Netflix. Um, you know, and I pay a hundred and forty some odd dollars a month for cable, so uh, that that'll tell you what I get out of the ten dollars a month I pay for Netflix. Um. So yeah, so a lot of cool again, a lot of a lot of good news on the on the Netflix front. Uh, one other thing I, I didn't have, I, I did have this in my notes, but uh, a lot of talk about Agent Carter. I think a lot of people were hoping that Netflix would pick up Agent Carter, uh, and sadly they didn't. I know there's a lot of petitions online. They got a lot of traction. There was a lot of Twitter action. You know, save Agent Carter. Uh, and I I guess Sarandos again was speaking, and one of the things he said was uh, because of the business side of things, it made it very difficult for them to pick up agent Carter because I guess there are other territories where it's either still on the air or hasn't aired yet. And for them to pick it up because of the distribution deals that Marvel has with all these other territories, it would have made it very difficult for them to, you know, it wouldn't have been a problem in the United States, but in some of these other territories, it would have been difficult. And I think Netflix is, is taking a very global outlook to their content uh, moving forward because, you know, that is a big, uh, you know, point of contention for a lot of uh, people that, you know, well, it, you, you get it in the United States, but you don't get it anywhere else. And I think Netflix wants to be able to kind of, um, you know, make sure that they kind of control their own destiny with some of this stuff uh, and, and you know, are able to, to kind of have a wider rights uh, to it than, you know, than some of the other stuff. And then who knows what, what the other business side of things are. You know, if, if distribution rights are in different countries, does that mean, you know, that Marvel has a different... Um, hand and how it's produced as opposed to some of this other stuff uh hard to say so it just it looks like it it uh it, it was more a business related thing than it was anything else right so we'll see maybe in a couple of years maybe if all that stuff gets sorted out um and Haley atwell doesn't have much going on maybe they'll they'll pull her out of uh, what's retirement. her project now she have a fall show coming up or did it start already yeah it's a yeah it's a fall show on abc that um, I think it's gotten uh, at least the nine episode commitment. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, obviously it's not. Uh, uh, you know, we'll see how it, it's called. Conviction is the name of it, and so we'll see how that how that fares out. But obviously, ABC, Disney like Haley Atwell, so they want to keep her in the family. Um. So the last bit on the TV side I've I have news wise is uh, Agents of Shield, and so Agents of Shield is definitely getting a season four. It's moving to the ten o'clock Eastern time slot, so it's kind of slowly. You know, first it was on the seven o'clock, then it's eight o'clock. Now it's or eight o'clock, nine o'clock, and now the ten o'clock slot. Uh, so there's been a lot of talk about maybe it even being grittier than it was last season when it moved to nine to the nine o'clock hour. Um, it, funny enough. They've been showing these images for a while, especially when it got to Comic-Con, of this uh, chain on fire. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's got to be Ghost Rider. And I was like, no, it's, it's, it's um, you know, the character they introduced in Season 3 that has the, the, the fire ch- chain, you know, the Inhuman. You know, obviously that's who it is. Well, sure enough, they announced at Comic-Con that uh, it, it definitely is Ghost Rider, uh, that he's definitely going to have a big part in, in Season 4 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, but of course this is television, so it's not the, um, Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. It's not even the Danny Ketch Ghost Rider. 
it's the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider who uses a car and not a motorcycle. And is he the uh-huh. one that, uh, when he's not Ghost Rider, is he paralyzed? Is he in a wheelchair? I don't I recall. I think one of the I... Ghost Riders, the newer ones, not Johnny Blaze, obviously, uh, like when he's not in Ghost Rider form, he's in a wheelchair, which would be kind of cool yeah. if that's the yeah. one that they're uh, they're going with. But sorry, I no no, it's fine. I I didn't read that run. It was a twelve. It, it, when they did the all new stuff, they did all new Ghost Rider a couple years ago, and that was. Uh, the, the Robbie Reyes character was a, it was a cool look in the, in the comic, like the whole fact that the car, you know, has the flaming tires and stuff like that. Uh, I wasn't too crazy about the look of the Ghost Rider. They, he was kind of like a real lean, uh, real skinny, had a funky looking flame head. Um, I'm curious to see how they pull that off on yeah. the show, uh, with the budget. They never um, even really pulled it off in the movies. Yeah, that's what has me a little And even worried. the car, like, you know, you've said this for years and years. The 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 dead giveaway of CGI is fake flames. Like it's yeah, very yeah. hard to pull off fake flames and smoke. Yeah. And uh, you know, I don't know how they're gonna do this car being on fire unless they're really toning it down and it's more of a ghost rider in name than in actual powers or, or whatever. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what they what they do. I didn't read that Ghost Rider run, uh like I said, it was only 12 issues. It wasn't really, uh, it didn't really catch on. Like, like people weren't really crazy about that version of Ghost Rider. I think, I think people like the Johnny Blaze. They like the Danny Ketch. And so this new character just didn't really catch on. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, in the show, you know, how they portray him and, and how that works. Uh, you know, I'm assuming they're going to make him an inhuman. Uh, because that's that's just kind of the trend that that show's going in. You know, everybody that has powers that comes up is in a human. Uh, so we'll we'll see. I I still think that this is probably the last season of Agents of Shield. Uh, you know, maybe maybe if it if it holds the ratings, maybe it gets a fifth season. But I'd I'd be surprised. Um, you know, just it's it's just not catching on with folks, which is kind of unfortunate. But uh, but that's the way it goes. Uh, the one thing that came up was, and this is from, I got this quote from io9.com. Um, it said, although not quoted directly, io9 relays that Whedon and co uh, showrunner Marissa Tancherone relayed that they will now quote, be able to use some of the classic in humans. So a lot of people are speculating that, oh, they're going to have black bolt and Medusa and crystal and Karnak and, you know, that, that the movie is not going to happen. And Feige is saying, well, the movie is going to happen. It's just going to be further down the road. So I'll be curious to see what they do and which ones they're actually allowed to use. Yeah. It's, it's weird, you know, like we were talking about before about how far off these movies that are, that have been announced are so far off. You know, when could one that has not really been announced yet be showing up? You know, what are we at, 2020? Yeah. 2020, yeah. I mean, you're pretty much, at, at this point, you're at 2020. So it's uh, just impossible and, to speculate. I mean. Yeah, and, you know, that's where, you know, the, the the show's been, you know, people criticizing the show have been, you know, kind of heating up and saying, well, you know, they're, you know I don't understand why they just can't, you know, give the a nod in the movies to what's going on in the show. And it's like, 
let's let's look at Civil War, right? Okay. Civil War finished filming, uh, what, a year and a half ago almost? Um, and then it was over a year that it was written before that. So you're talking before they even started writing season three of uh of of agents of shield like that movie was pretty much locked in so how do you know how you're you, you know it's it's almost impossible like how do you make a reference in a movie to a show that hasn't even written you know th- that's written like a season behind at that point so it it's it, you know it's it's not as easy as it seems for them to just be able to tie these things in as closely as I think people want. It's you know it's not it's not a situation where we're getting a movie every two years or we're getting a you know a movie every you know two and a half years. You know we're getting three movies a year now, um, and the way they have to crank these things out and the way these guys write them, it's it's really tough to to be able to coordinate a TV show with. And them, I, and so. I think that what you just said sort of sums up. You know, the, the disappointment in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when you think back to how we felt when it was announced. Yeah. You know, that what it could, what we thought it could be, it just, it can't be that. You know, it can't have Thor crashing in twice, twice a season or whatever we thought it was going to be, you know, tying in, weaving in and out of the movies, I guess is probably the best definition of what we hoped for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talk. Well, you know, they're still going after Hydra, but yet, you know, Hydra was defeated in, uh, you know, Age of Ultron and, you know, stuff. It's just like, I mean, some of this stuff you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to suspend disbelief and just take it on what it is and just, you know, I don't know. I, for me, I just enjoy it for what it is. You know, I, I'm not looking for it to be something it's not. And, uh, you know, I thought season three was pretty strong. I think it ended very strong. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to, I think they did a good job of kind of cutting the tie, the last of the ties, I think that kind of hamstrung that show in some ways. And I think, I think this season will kind of allow it to be its own thing. But again, that may be the thing that turns a lot of people off. Um, so we shall see. Um, the last piece of news that i had was i guess the avengers cartoon that's been running for a while now is going to be relabeled avengers secret wars and so i guess the the concept is that the avengers that have been in the show uh, something happens at the beginning and they disappear kind of like what happened in the original secret wars uh, back in the 80s Uh, and, and so the new characters are it's captain marvel it's black panther it's uh it's wasp and it's the uh, female, I won't say who it is in case people, I don't want to spoil it in case they haven't read up on it, but it's the female version of Thor, not the male version of, not the not the Thor we know. Uh, and so they're like a new new version of these Avengers characters, and I guess there's something going on with that. So not really MCU related, but it's interesting that they're, you know, kind of, the, the Wasp that they show in the show very much seems like the uh, Hope Van Dyne character from Ant-Man. Like she kind of has that look even to the costume that they showed too, so... It'd be interesting to see. And obviously Black Panther was such a hit in Civil War. I think they're trying to capitalize on that. Uh, And then his movie coming out. Uh, I guess the Hulk is going to get a feature, an animated feature that's going to come out. And it's going to have Doctor Strange in it as well. Uh, So that'll be interesting. Marvel really hasn't done any of the DC style features in quite some time. They've had a couple that were like CG creations that were very, that weren't very good. The animation was kind of terrible i think they're geared more towards kids 
And then they've had that Madhouse stuff, which is more that anime-inspired yeah. style that they, they did. Um, I think there was like, what is it, Black Widow and Punisher. That was one of them they did somewhat recently. That one wasn't too bad. Uh, but yeah, so this will be the first one they've they've done in a while with uh, with the Hulk. The Hulk ones were uh, when they were doing them. The Hulk ones were pretty good. They were Hulk versus was is right. phenomenal. And I and mean, I th- the the Planet Hulk I believe was pretty good. Planet too. Hulk yeah. was good too. Yeah, Beta Ray Bill. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I think that you can watch those on Netflix even as well. Um. I guess just with all the other stuff going on, it's just hard for them to to probably dedicate resources to to do something like that. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Because I I was it was funny. I was reading. I haven't seen it yet. It comes out on Blu-ray next week. But uh, the Killing Joke, and I guess they did like with Phantom Events or something. They did a special one night only theatrical engagement for that, and it made like three point nine million dollars, which. Uh, you know, obviously for a big blockbuster movie isn't a lot of money, but for something as a one-off, one night, one, you know, I think there were like two showings or something uh, for it. That That's not no. too bad, three point something yeah, million. Yeah, that's catching so, a lot of flack, that, uh, that version yes. of the story. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, but it would be interesting to see if that ends up panning out, you know, on the Marvel side, that maybe that's a way to hedge their bets. Maybe if they want to dip their toe back into the feature side, you know, that's a way you could kind of uh, recoup that cost is, you know, throw it in a theater for, you know, one day, make, you know, hype it up real big and, you know, get people to go see it. So, so it'll be interesting to see if that, if that trend catches on. Yeah, I did that for a uh, Doctor Who season premiere a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah that's right. I took yeah. my daughter to the movie theater to see the uh, Doctor Who premiere. And that was cool. It was fun. It, it is, it's event. It's not like going to a movie. It's a little more of an event little cosplay, a little yeah. hooting and hollering, you know. Yeah. A little low-key. That's pretty much it. I mean, it's a lot of news, a lot to talk about. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else. Did I miss anything? Is there anything else you wanted to, to talk about a little more that I glossed no, I over? No, I don't think so. I am uh, I'm looking forward to... A lot of stuff. I'm, I'm really excited about Doctor Strange. I'm really excited about the Netflix stuff continuing. And, uh, yeah, it's just good. I can't, I can't believe it's, you know, how many years later now. And, again, they still haven't str- they haven't swung and missed yet. No, they really haven't. They really haven't. It, it's funny. I guess the other day, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, appeared in 2011. And I was like... So in five years, they've done three Captain America movies and two Avengers movies. So, I mean, Chris Evans has pretty much been in Captain America like every, you know, since 2011, like every year. Uh, Yeah, and the stigma. Which is insane. The stigma is like totally dropped. You know, you're getting these movies make so much money and are so well regarded. You know, that's how you get an Academy Award winner, you know, like. These people are happy yeah. now signing up to do eight movies for Marvel. You know, it's no yeah. longer like an yeah. eye roll. Oh, you're doing that comic book movie or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. Fun. Well, cool. I don't, I don't, we really don't have much else on the plate. I mean, uh, we talked about it before, and as long as we can kind of get it together and make it work, I'd like to, to do a phase two breakdown like we did phase one. I know I talked about that last episode. 
uh, as well. Uh, Ken and I did that a couple years ago on phase one where we took two episodes of the podcast and just broke down, you know, split the movies in half and just kind of talked about all the Easter eggs and the connections and all that kind of stuff. And so I'd like to do that with phase two as well. If you promise to write a detailed Google doc on everything that will be spoken of, I will try to help you with that one. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we both took really detailed notes when we did it last time. Um, and worked off of them. So I definitely would do the same. And I think, uh, you know, I talked to Matthew about it. He's definitely uh, on board. Um, it'd be nice to get Ken back, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, that that's really the only thing next I have planned. I know just we had some Facebook feedback that uh, people wanted to hear our thoughts on some of the animated stuff. So uh, if it doesn't look like we can squeak in uh, these detailed viewings of Phase 2, we got two months. So maybe we could squeak in some of the animated features that have come out in the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years uh, and talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly as far as that goes. That might be fun. Um, But yeah, that's about it. Like I said, I don't expect too much more news. I mean, I think we'll get little bids and bobs here. Uh, You know, I don't expect between now and September to really get any trailer stuff coming out. You know, I think think we're, we're, you know, we got a lot dumped on us. I I mean, I guess we'll get probably a... uh, Guardians trailer, I would I would guess sometime September ish, when the new TV season starts, because I think they're probably trying to assemble. Obviously, principal t- photography is done on Guardians of the Galaxy two, so I would expect a trailer to be coming out. We're less than a year away, and I know they usually try and tease you something right around nine or ten month mark. Right. So, so that'll be fun. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 all I got. Uh, I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, head on over to the Facebook group, um, and you can follow us on the Twitters, uh, twitter.com slash MCU underscore podcast. Um, and then on Facebook, facebook.com slash MCU podcast. Uh, I posted up a lot of the Comic-Con stuff. I'll try and get more vigilant about posting some, some random stuff here and there. Um, and then, you know, check us out, uh, hhwled.com for all the other shows, uh, DC TV podcast, so if you if you like your Marvel and your DC, uh, those guys do a really good job of covering all the DC stuff uh, there as well. The Walking Dead TV podcast. Um, if you like Batman, if you're a fan of Batman, head over to the Taylor Network of podcasts and look up Gotham by Geeks. That's uh, a podcast that I do with uh, Daryl Taylor and Chris Campbell and Mike Myers, uh, and it's just all about Batman. So it's it's rumor has it it's a I'm going to drop a scoop here. <laughs> rumor sure. has it that Daryl has started a Star Trek podcast. Uh, when does the man sleep? I don't know. I he don't also know. hates Baby Groot. He does. Which is, he probably considers him a Muppet, which I kind of get. But I'll, I'll take that up with him on social media. Yeah, we. it's funny. We actually picked at him about that on uh, Walking Dead yesterday. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, good stuff. It's yeah, I, I kind of talk about uh, Gotham by Geeks. It's it's kind of like Fat Man on Batman, except that there's no crying and uh, not not uh, nearly as much weed smoking. So, um, so thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll be back with episode 99 of It's All Connected. <laughs>